0: You're listening to the Coach T Podcast, hosted by my dad.
1: Welcome to another edition of the Coach T Podcast. My name is Isaiah Thomas. Appreciate all the love and support from all the Zika-holics. I don't know, i got to come up with a better name for all the fans out there. So, I uh, really Zikaholic. appreciate all the love and support. Yeah, Zika-holic.
0: It's I like fun. that. No, it's good. <laughs>
1: it's, been, uh, it's been a lot of fun. A lot of people have been listening and enjoying. And now we're into season four. So, really excited. My goal is to get to 10 seasons and then call it a podcast career. Today, I have a special guest, undefeated state champion from Penny High, Mr. Kyle Woodruff.
0: Beautiful summer's day. Kids are out of school. Uh, it's a nice, quiet day in the office. And I'm proud to call myself a Zekeaholic, as you so delicately put it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I should have like t shirts. Um, oh, definitely. That's next Definitely. to my to-do list. So and then you uh, got
0: 10, ten seasons as the goal. And then what the Joe Rogan experience needs to move over, and uh <laughs> Coach T podcast is coming.
1: Yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, Joe's got a pretty pretty strong following. I just want to <laughs> continue to create great content for all my wrestling and sports aficionados out there. So
0: yeah, absolutely, uh, man. You're doing a great job from uh where you started and where it's already gone. Four seasons. Can't believe it. Congratulations on the success of that.
1: Thank you. I mean, you're partially responsible if it wasn't for you and your wife getting me into the whole anchor business. Yeah. I don't even know how to do a podcast.
0: I would say that we're 95% responsible for all the success, so I'll uh, I'll take it
1: when I can get it. <laughs> I'll let Miranda know. Yeah, <laughs> So the first time me and Kyle actually met was way back in... Um, I date, I've date. i been dating, or I should say I'm married to now, uh, a Penn County grad who was a couple years behind Kyle, and he was at this one of our get-togethers, probably an open house of some sort, and I knew that he had took fifth in the state, and he was pretty quiet, he didn't really want to talk about his wrestling and all that stuff, I knew he was pretty good, and um, his former teammate, the, the late, great Lewis Solskjaer, who was a two-timer, His first year in the finals, he beat a good friend of mine, Jeremy Bloom, from Williamson to win his first state title. So it's all like it all comes kind of full circle there. And then uh, fast forward to, which is going to talk about his senior year winning states and everything else, we're at Saginaw Valley together roughly seven years later, and we're Mm. both in the teacher education program. Kyle's a little bit further ahead than I am, and he's kind of giving me advice about what I need to do, which I didn't quite follow until about five years ago, but you don't need to get into that. And then <laughs> fast forward through my whole teaching thing. I now work for Mr. Woodruff as he is the principal at the middle high school at Pinconning, Conning. And I am a social studies teacher there. So there you go in a nutshell. That's that that's our meeting in in, in 20 seconds or less.
0: Yeah. And you know, when you kind of talk about it, it's, uh, you know, I forget about having talked to you about that years ago about, you know, kind of the direction and all that kind of stuff. And Uh, yeah, you know, sometimes I just I forget that we had those conversations and it's kind of, I think it was a good, I think it was good advice. I I think I tend to give good advice sometimes is what I have come to to realize as you say that. Mm -hmm. So tell us
1: how you got involved in this great sport of wrestling.
0: Man, it was, uh, you know, I don't have a long and storied um, kind of past when it, you know, a lot of people, I started when I was three, went to tournaments all over the place. Uh, that, that really wasn't my path. Um, I actually grew up in Saginaw for my early years. And then, um, was, uh, I was a basketball player, really looked up to, you know, the other Isaiah Thomas. I look up to you now, but, uh, <laughs> the, the, the piston Isaiah Thomas, um, as, uh, in basketball and really liked to follow him. Um, yeah, so I was a basketball player, man, and I, I was a hooper, but I was probably four foot eleven. I'm only five five now. I was four, 11, five foot maybe as an uh, eighth grader, um, and one of my uh, coaches, now current, you know, still works for the district, in Conning, teacher, uh, Mr. Pemberthy had had mentioned wrestling because um, I think it was in gym class and we were doing some gymnastic stuff, and I was doing handstand walks and just doing some other athletic type stuff. And he figured that I was a, would be a good wrestler, but I kind of like everybody else, you know, middle school is a tough age where you're kind of body image and those kind of things. So I wasn't um, really keen on it at first, Um, but I did try one out, uh, a, a tournament out one day um maybe had three or four practices towards the end of my eighth grade, you know, middle of my eighth grade career. Um and I took second in my first tournament and then, you know, once you get that first medal, you kind of get hooked. And that was uh that was my story. It was eighth grade year I started. Um and then really never looked back. I, I feel like I made up for a lot of lost time during the summers. You know, at the after my eighth grade year I had went to um an intensive camp in Ohio at Ohio State. Uh, When they had those, it was like a 10 or 12 day intensive camp. And, you know, that kind of molded my mentality. And it was something that I kind of took the next year, I then went to the 28 day J-Rob camp. Um, So yeah, I made up for a lot of lost time, you know, having started late. Uh, Mm -hmm. But that, that was kind of my origins into the into the sport of wrestling
1: it's funny you mentioned j-rob actually today is his birthday
0: oh That's there you go so
1: have, happy birthday j-rob if you're yeah maybe get him on
0: the podcast <laughs> i don't know if i
1: have connections that far out of state but hey
0: don't don't uh don't underestimate yourself this is the, hey, you can do it
1: well thank you i am going to reach out to j-rob actually one of my uh, <laughs> former wrestlers Kobe moore Oh, there you went go. to his camp three years in a row and actually won the black hat, Oh. is like the, the toughest or hardest worker in the camp. So um, really great kid to coach.
0: Yep, definitely. In,
1: yeah, you get into high school and you, you start the steady climb, you know, uh, make it to regionals as a junior, if I remember correctly.
0: Uh, so, yeah, my fresh. so it would have been my first full year of wrestling would have been my freshman year. Like I said, I started, you know – towards the end of the season, uh, the wrestling season in eighth grade did a couple tournaments. Um, like I said, did well, you know, coming from a big family with a lot of cousins around my age, you kind of just grow up kind of scrappy. So we were definitely scrappers. Um, so yeah, ninth grade year. I think I took third at district. So I was ended the season like 38 and 16. Um, really tough regional. I remember that regional, my freshman year, uh, Montrose and Carroll were in there and there's, they were running the gauntlet in division three at the time, you know, it was always Montrose, Carol, Montrose, Carroll. So we were putting that, that regional, um, good experience. You know, I went out there, I feel like I wrestled as well as I could, you know, being, I was really essentially a first year wrestler. um, Let's see, sophomore year, like I said, between freshman and sophomore year, I went to the J, Robins, J. Rob camp, um, 28 days, got to work out with some really good guys uh, throughout, throughout that time there. Um, so I had big expectations going into my sophomore year, and that was kind of uh, – the expectations were really – I mean, Lewis had won a state championship as when my freshman year, so I had that to look up to. And I think that that's really important is when you can have that kind of quality on the team uh, to see the kind of things that they're doing and they set the bar. Cause I think that, you know, a lot of my success was just seeing that success and being so close to that success in wrestling. And that's what I wanted to be. Cause I'm a hyper competitive person. So seeing that was, was really important. Um, so yeah, come into my sophomore year, had a really good sophomore year. Uh, going into districts, man, what was I? I was forty-seven and two going into, um, into into. I think after districts, I had won districts as a sophomore. I was forty-seven and two, or forty-seven and three, or something like that. Um, maybe it was forty-seven before. four. But anyway, so going to regionals, I'm the number one seed at regionals. Um, win my first match. Um, and then I get decked in the semifinals there. Um, and then I remember dropping down the consolation bracket and I, for to, the match to get out, I had wrestled, I'd had to wrestle somebody that I had wrestled multiple times a year and it was very gritty match of Joel Wilson from uh, he was from Grayling. Then he transferred to Mayo and was actually a state champion for Mayo so I lost to him. I beat him, I think, three times that year, and then in that in that uh, blood round match, I had lost. So obviously devastated, I put a lot of time in um, during the off season and had high expectations. Uh, my cousin did uh, had took second at, at regionals, and he was going to states, and um, so that was kind of a bummer for me. That was a really big setback uh, going in coming out of my sophomore year, so
1: that was tough. Yeah. But well, then you parlay it to a, a magnificent run, taking fifth as a junior. You're year, <laughs> right here, I always look at it as having the opportunity to be around some great wrestlers during my time, um, especially, you know, originally from the Lancia area, I think of like a Joe Zolt and I have Holt, who was a oh, yeah. three-time state champion, or the Simmons brothers, who were four-time undefeated state champions. Right. Going into your senior year, knowing that you were a point or two away from being in the finals, like, what was the mindset going in to get to the finals and deliver? Not to well, mention keep I, an undefeated streak.
0: Yeah, you know, the undefeated was, again, it was something that Lewis had did his senior year, so that was something that I wanted to do my senior year. Um, I could say that I was never the person that, when it was those – I was a kind of a mental case a little bit, you know, when I would have tough matches or I knew new tough matches were coming up. I often wrestled good enough to win um, where Lewis would just go in there and he would, he wouldn't give a crap who you were. He was going to, he was beating you, beating your butt, you know, and I think that comes off of, you know, having won a state championship as a junior and as a senior, you're just kind of the man. And I haven't had, I didn't have that confidence yet. Um, but I remember uh you know, as I started to have a good year as a senior, that pressure to be undefeated was 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 mounting, and I do remember uh, I was closing in on the school record for wins, which is held by Russ Swinson, uh, 204 wins, and I knew some people had started doing the math and tell it, saying, hey, you know, if you lose a match at States, uh, you could break the school record, like I mean, obviously that, that wasn't an option, but people outside of wrestling that don't know it, like, it's like, Oh, the school record, that'd be fantastic. And um, well, it would have been fine. And I ended up with 203 wins in high school, but uh, yeah, there was never any chance that I was going to not, not win it. So it yeah. After two matches. yeah. Whatever it was. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Going into my senior year um, high expectations was able to have a, I mean, I had some good matches that year. Like, I would always win by like three or four points again in those tough matches. Win by two points. Um, uh, districts and regionals. Districts was pretty nothing real difficult there. Um, regionals, uh, a tough, de- decent match in the in the finals, but nothing crazy. And then uh, going, you know, my senior year states um so the previous year you know i had a little bit of butterflies because my previous year i'd lost in the semifinals um in overtime and you know i'm working my way through the through the bracket and i actually end up matched up in the finals my senior year with the previous state champion uh, now ufc fighter dracar close um and you know so obviously that is carries a little bit of weight but uh, my coach always instilled um, that if Pink Conning guys make the finals, they win it. And so looking at the history of Pink Conning, you know, having all of our state champions, you know, all of our people that make the finals, they win the state championship. So I was, I wouldn't say I was super confident. I mean, I was confident in my abilities and in myself, but I was definitely like, okay, we, you know, when I get to the finals, I'm going to win it. There's no doubt. So, uh, you know, first start of the match, I was a, definitely a small sixty pounder. So I think my final weigh-in, um, I weighed like one fifty three or one fifty four. So I Sweet, was,
1: yeah. I was almost 52. ten pounds on.
0: Yeah, I could have made fifty two, um, but I didn't really believe in the cut and weight thing. I I was strong. I felt strong at sixty. Um, at the beginning of the year, I was like one seventy. The first cut to 60 was kind of difficult, but then it just came off. And yeah, so I was like 10 pounds under. And I remember Jakar was like top of the weight class. And I don't don't know how he still fights at 155. That is amazing to me. (laughs) But, uh, you know, he's a lot bigger than me. Um, Definitely taller. Like I said, short, short athlete. So I remember him grabbing a hold of me in the first 30 seconds of the match. And he double unders me, lifts me up and walks me to the edge there. And I'm like, oh, crap, I'm out of. I might be out of my element here. Um, we go zero, zero. And then in the second he reverses me. Uh, so it's two Oh him. Um, and then we uh, kind of gotten a little scramble at the end of the second period. And I end up reversing him back. So it's two, two, uh, go at the end of the second period and I have choice and I choose bottom. Um, You know, I get an escape, 3-2, a quick little slide-by takedown, and then um, I just a little snatch single takedown to to make it. Ended up being 7-4 finals and, uh, you know, capped off a really good, you know, year for me. Um, Like I said, having not started when I was five and to win a state championship, I just don't know if you get much of that nowadays. Even so, I graduated in 06. I think wrestling's evolved so much since then. You know, I think that, um, quality of wrestling is just so good. Um, at the high school level, you're seeing these Dundee guys that, and just Davidson guys that can walk into a college room and and compete. Um, and we had that, but it was, it's becoming more prevalent now. Um, and just the techniques are amazing. So, um, I just, unless you're at a bigger weight class, like a heavyweight, and you're just an athletic, you know, freak, I think it's pretty, it's hard to see somebody that didn't win a state championship, you know, that didn't start when they were real young. So. um, Right. Uh, Yeah.
1: Your, your story is quite unique. The only one I can really think of is Mike Martin of Catholic Central, which, uh, you know, coached by Mitch Hancock, who I've had on the show. And, and I think about, and I'm going through the history of Tampa Central. They produce a lot of good heavyweights. And every four years, it seems like they win a state title. Go through mm-hmm. the history from like the late 80s to now. Look at the majority of Division One state champions at heavyweight. I would say close to half of them are CC guys. Oh, uh, yeah. But Mike Martin was a kid. Started wrestling as a junior and ended up being a two-time state champion and played football at Michigan. And yeah. I want to say he played in the league for a little bit also, but yeah, yeah he did. We've talked a little bit about the podcast how wrestling has evolved. I think you have more access to clubs and things like that. Like back in our day, we're not that mm-hmm. more like four years apart, but we had essentially like when I grew up in Lansing, you had your middle school season, which was six weeks, and we only wrestled <laughs> the kids in our school district, and then no. you had freestyle which that was more kind of regional-based. And the only way you got to wrestle anybody else is if you went to camps or you made a national team, either at the schoolboy level, cadet, or juniors, which now I think it's like 14U, 16U, and juniors. They change it every now and then, so it's hard for me to keep track. Yeah, Um, But, yeah, I mean, you just have more opportunities to practice and get better. You can see other coaches. You had to really know somebody to get Mm -hmm. that kind of uh, individualized attention and things like that.
0: Sure. And just the access to the, all the technique now. I mean, YouTube wasn't a thing when I was in school. So like you had to go to other coaches to get the Gramby series videos and like the Terry Brand snap down videos. Like you had to go f- seek that kind of stuff out from coaches that had it. You know, it wasn't like in the library or it wasn't on YouTube yet. You know, like that didn't exist. So uh, just the access to technique, if I want to learn something today, like even now, like cause I'm such a student of the game still. Um, I'll watch YouTube technique videos a lot about wrestling and you just didn't have that back then. So, uh, the access to technology has definitely made kids be able to, you know, look, watch it at their fingertips and then go practice it on their little brother or sister and, and do the, and, and, you know, implement it in a match. So it's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I was just thinking about how, um, you mentioned like little brother, little sister, the growth of women's wrestling also. Um, oh, yeah. It, that, it's really blown up in the last five to ten years. And it was there back when we were in school, but there wasn't a big push to have to introduce it to girls so we can have more girls wrestling so they don't have to wrestle boys all the time.
0: Right. I know, and we, I think of the studs. Man, who was the one? There was a stud, 103-pounder uh, from Martin. What was her name? She's oh, your uh, age.
1: Uh, Amy Burridge. She was the uh, first... Yeah. She was the yep. first state place, first girl state place, so she took seventh in 04. Yep. Uh, yeah, Kirsten LaBelle of Davison, who was who was tough. And then uh, the first girl state qualifier was Cynthia Harold of Saginaw, Buena Vista. She qualified at 103 in 19. Oh, there you go.
0: You know, and I remember uh, a lady from Matros who was tough as nails. Um, man, she was like a 125-pounder, but I remember it was my freshman year, um and yeah, I don't know if you remember probably don't remember, but there was a wrestler, good wrestler, took third or fourth in the state as a senior, but Ryan Wright from Tawas. Um mm-hmm. and this girl beat him. And I mean, it was impressive to watch. She was like I said, one twenty five, one nineteen pounder. I wish I remember her name because I think she actually when I went to central Michigan uh after high school, um she was on the team. She was there wrestling with the Central Michigan wrestlers. Um, yeah, so that was – I mean, there was some that, – that, that was the way that you kind of broke through with the females in sports. Those girls would make a name for themselves. And now to see it grow to where, you know, they can, they can compete against other, other females and, and really get recognized in a, get recognized in a big way at the state tournament – is, is is really good to see and I think it's just going to continue to explode
1: yeah yeah I mean it definitely made it easier for me to put my daughters into it and oh for sure' and them being able to, to wrestle other girls and and even though they're young I really think the youngest one's gonna be the one that carries the torch the other one's a gymnast so we'll see what happens yeah. but uh, just that opportunity that they have to, to continue to grow in the sport that that just really is for for everybody.
0: Right, and have those female role models too, just to be able to look up to somebody, you know, to be able to see an, a, another girl that's local. Um, you know, I think for us, it's the the, um, the Standish girls are doing amazing at the state tournament, and they're oh, yeah. ten mi- they're ten miles away, you know. So for them to grow up and kind of see them wrestle, that's just only going to continue to feed that um, that sport, and 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 it's going to continue to grow. So it's awesome.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. You mentioned uh, Danielle Christian and. I believe it's a yep. Schultz, you know, both yep. are two-time state placers, and they're going to be juniors next year, and hopefully they can come back and bring the gold in the next two years. Very, very great, uh, very great wrestlers over there. Yep, uh, good. My good. Question family. Here is what made you go into education after high school.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't an immediate transition. I remember thinking I was going to go into psychology, uh, originally. So I went to CMU, um, you know, after I had won States, that was kind of the top of the mountain for me. Um, I didn't have, uh, cause Lewis had passed away, um, my summer of my going into my senior year, you know, in, in May, um, and, you know, I, again, I wanted to follow his foot up. He was going to CMU. I wanted to go to CMU. Uh, but, you know, I was the first person to go, in my family to go to college. I didn't really know what to expect. So uh, when they loaded up me up with 16 credits and, uh, you know, 5 a.m. practices and those kind of things, it was just overwhelming. So, um, you know, I went to CMU for psychology, but then I knew that wasn't going to be um, something I was going to go long term. So then I just thought, you know, I like sports. A phys ed teacher would be, uh, was just kind of a good fit for me, what I wanted to do. So I went to school for education. I came back, went to Delta for a few years and Saginaw Valley and got my bachelor's in, you know, physical education and teaching and uh, couldn't find a job for the life of me. Um, so I ended All up. Good teach- days. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And it's not that long ago. And I couldn't find anything. 10 years ago, but now it's their, people are begging and pleading, you know, and I'm one of them. So anybody listening that's going into teaching that wants to be at Pink conning, uh, we have positions open. So please reach out to me, um, get my number from Isaiah, and I will gladly talk to you. But uh, so, yeah, it was just tough, tough to find a job back then. Um, and so I ended up getting a, a job at uh, a juvenile detention center in Saginaw by the grace of God that I was able to get a job because, like I said, I couldn't find anything. And that just happened to open up, right time, right place kind of thing. Um, So I actually taught there for three years. And, you know, I always kind of felt like um, leadership was something that I wanted to do. You know, those characteristics were instilled in me from wrestling, you know, being a leader on my team, um, being a mentor to young wrestlers as I was – You know, being a mentor to young wrestlers as I was coming up, you know, those freshmen that were looking up to me as a senior, uh, doing what I was doing. Um, And then I was able to coach right after. And so I kind of felt myself going into those leadership type roles. So uh, I believe after my first year of teaching, um, I enrolled back in the Saginaw Valley, started taking my master's courses and um, administration. And uh, yeah, I had received that you know after my after two years or so um, and applied for a job in Farwell and was able to use that experience from the prison which really impressed a lot of schools um, and I was able to become the assistant principal over there you know dealing with discipline and athletics uh, yeah and that kind of just catapulted me and uh, the goal was always to come back to pink Conning I love the community I love um, my experience here and I wanted to be able to have the same give the same kind of experience back to kids that were coming up through here so uh, when this former superintendent had called me and said hey we got something that's possibly open up um, I immediately jumped at it Um, you know and I was I got my first you know experience in administration I believe I was 27 so really young administrator um, learned a lot uh, through that experience at Farwell blessed to have the relationships still built there. Uh, but you know, it's just that kind of put your nose to the grindstone and and grind kind of mentality that wrestling teaches you. Um, and that's what I, that's what I do did and continue to do now, um, uh, is just be a hard worker. Uh, and that was able to set me up for my current job as a principal here at Pinconning schools. And there's no better place to be in my opinion
1: yeah go Spartans I I you know it, it's interesting you mentioned about well when I was my first job I worked at the ETC in Saginaw for a couple years then I worked at Bridgeport and I remember um, learning about a position at Pinconning. and at the time I lived in Rhodes so it was a 40 minute drive to Bridgeport and back and I remember uh, you saying something and the fact of like if, if this position opened and you got an opportunity, man, you could be giving your daughters their diploma when they graduate. And um, that really, really touched me. And here I am going into year six as a Spartan and have been able to reuse a lot of my Spartan gear from when I lived in Lansing because I'm a big Michigan State fan. So it all comes full circle. <laughs> and <Yeah>. even, <laughs> you know, and even some of the people that we work with are our, our new superintendent, uh, Mr. Kowalczyk gave me my first job as in-house school uh, supervisor, uh, in-house suspension supervisor when I first got out of Saginaw Valley. Um, And Mr. View, who's now the ISD superintendent, was one that said, hey, if you ever have a chance to come back, we'd love to have you back. So it's been been fun being back and, and being a part of the Spartan family.
0: Yeah, appreciate having you, buddy. And like I said, if any of your viewers reach out to you wanting a job, we are we're looking so that's uh, it's great to be a smart I tell you but yeah. yeah man it's it's been um, you know this year I was able to help out with the wrestling a little bit um, and I'd love to continue to to do that um, it's a little bit more few and far between these days as I got young family at home but um, you know hopefully they grow up to be wrestlers you know I'm sh- I'm sure it's nice for you to be able to go and coach your kids and that's kind of my dream and what I hope to do but uh yeah you know um wrestling has has truly blessed me and I always thank my wrestling roots and I'm grateful for my wrestling roots and being able to take that plunge and listen to my uh eighth grade physical education teacher um and drop the basketball and and, and go into wrestling because it really has set up a foundation and I know many of your. Uh, people that you interview think the same way that the foundation you get from the sport of wrestling is just a little bit different.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The hard work, the discipline, learning how to deal with losses and come back stronger. I mean, that's the number one. I mean, I guess the biggest teacher in life is failure and wrestling is going to fail, but then it's about how do we come back from that failure and get better? Uh, my last Wait. question to you is what is your advice to those uh, young coaches, whether assistant coaches, head coaches, on what it takes to build a program, uh, build a program, and what they should be doing.
0: Yeah, you know, like I said, I was a young coach for many years, right out of high school. Uh, got into coaching, head coach at Pinconning for, I want to say, eight or so years. Um, and I didn't do everything right, that's for sure. But I know that in my first few years, um, the biggest thing was, just being, being willing to put the work in that you're asking your wrestlers to do. You know, so often I see coaches that will preach, um, you know, off season workouts, but when a kid asks to, Hey, can you meet me at this location to do this? Or, Hey, do you mind if we come in and do a lift? You know, life gets in the way and I get it. But if you really want to build a solid program, you got to be able to put the, to match that kind of, that kind of energy that your kids are given. You know, I remember even as a young man, I was, taken kids uh you know six in the morning we would drive up and go to a tournament in lansing or wherever to do some freestyle or or whatever i think that that off-season wrestling's super important um you know and i think if i could go back and as i look you know at some programs now um just kind of really being organized you know i, I think of the classroom and there's a curriculum you know there's a curriculum that you got to follow and You know, step one leads to step two, you know, step two to three. If you're in a math class, you're learning this and it builds and builds and builds. I think that, you know, me as a young coach, I I was a little sporadic, more sporadic than I like to be. Um, I think if I were to go back and coach a team now and really try to put, uh, you know, a good looking team together that's going to win district regional championships, it's really designing that curriculum. And having each concept build on each other, you know, and having that flow and making it to where it's not robotic, you know, you're gonna sprinkle in fun and you might do the conditioning at the beginning part um, of practice one day and then, you know, traditional warm up, jog, drill kind of at the, another day. Um, but I really think that having that structure and then being okay with tweaking it, you know, being okay with. You know, this didn't work out well, just like you would in a classroom. And just tweaking those little things, and then building on that curriculum as the years go, as the years go by. Uh, and I think that that's kind of the key. You know, matching that energy, and then just building on your solid foundation. You know, there is so much technique out there uh, that you can do, and it is really easy. And I find myself doing this all the time. Is like, oh, I want to teach this, 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 and this. It gets a little overwhelming. You know, I think you got to have a foundation of what your kids are going to be strong at, and then really just refine that those core basic things. Because I think that you could still – I know there's a lot of flash and there's a lot of funk out there, but I'm still a strong believer in the fundamentals and that if you master those, you're going to really be successful in the sport. I mean, you look at the highest level of – and I think – I know there's stats on this where at the World Championships, you know, there's – number the what the number one takedown is a snap down. you know it's bringing it, guy pressuring in you're snapping down going behind snap down go behind like those things and if you can build on those foundations and really have a a clear design i think that that's that's really the key
1: yeah yeah well said well thank you mr woodruff kyle it's hard to differentiate because you're my boss but uh yeah that's right. appreciate Don't you being it. on the podcast today and sharing your story and your advice and uh Looking forward to many more uh, opportunities to learn about the sport of wrestling with you.
0: Absolutely, man. I know that we talk about wrestling uh, probably daily when we're in the hallways because, like I said, we're both students of the game. I'm watching something. Oh, look at this technique that I learned, and we'll just kind of drill it in the hallway a little bit, and kids think we're weird. Staff thinks we're even more weird. (laughs) Uh, But uh, that's – you know. That's us as wrestlers. We're we're touchy feely people, so <laughs> I love it man. I appreciate what you're doing and congrats again on all the success.
1: Thank you. appreciate it. You have a good day. All right, buddy, you too.
0: Thank you for listening to the Coach T podcast by my dad.